0: thrown into that position as soon as you take yourself to be a subject. It cannot not be that way because this place is defined by a movement of mind called duality, yeah? It's split. So here, like people get the great realization of being out of a, not being a body, but they were in the the assumption they were a body for a while to have that experience, yeah? For you to have an experience of not being a body, there had to be a sense of being a body. So the same thing with self. People are totally engaged or what you'd call being in self, so then they look for an experience to get out of self. Yes, But they're both the same in a way, in and out of the same thing. This is more like in recovery, they would say you get placed in a position of neutrality. Not in self nor out of self. Yeah, Just neutral. You know what I mean? A different type of modality where everything isn't verified by its opposite. Or reinforced by its opposite. There's just a sense of knowing prior to not knowing and knowing. Yes. Yeah. It's a different feeling. It's like a different modality. And in a weird way, you become more of an individual when you're not an individual. This, like, the, it's sort of like the dogs are let out. Yeah. There's all this idea of this mother hen sitting on you. And You know, looking at you like an urban renewal project for day after day, you're never going to be done. It's always going to find fault in you or something like that. That's its nature. That gets sort of dismissed, and then you're like a free range chicken, you know? You're coopless, you can just run around. And and, uh, and what I I experience that is, is it's just a finding out instead of knowing, yeah? The mind wants to know the conditioned mind, it's really willing to give up almost anything to know. Even if it's wrong, it just wants a sense of knowing. You know, I know it's going to suck, or whatever. You know, I know this, this job's going to suck. I hate this place. I know it's going to be bad. I don't want to go on that trip. I know it's going to be terrible. But the whole thing about life is really finding out, yeah? And the beauty of it is you don't know what you need to know until you need to know it, usually, yeah? Because it's very, like, economical and streamlined. You don't get a vast amount of information that's not applicable to now. You really don't. It, does, it withholds all the giant treasures of wisdom because they're not applicable to your freedom. They're not. You get, and basically, you know what you need to know when you need to know it. And then, when it's not useful, it's not bad. Yeah. So it's like another way of traveling, really traveling light. And... Uh, Unless you have a flavor of it, you'll never know what it's like. But You can't know it by reading about it or or anything like that. It doesn't do it justice. It's more of you know the problem by the solution, really. What really was the dilemma here is revealed by the solution of it. And that's really, everything gets locked in place. And like Greg was telling me a long time ago, he's been coming for a long time, I really like his take on listening to me because he realizes I'm full of shit, really. Everyone is. but So he doesn't really listen to what I say. He just, whatever. Why don't you share it, bro? What do you do or not do? Well, I know it is what I can't understand. So I don't want a interpretation Now, I, I, I uh, vouch for that. I, I, uh, I would put my money there. It has nothing to do with rummaging through what I said to compare it if it meets, fits with someone else, someone else. That, that. It's more the feeling or the sense that's conveyed. That's the message. Yeah? It's the feeling. Because the mind can entertain without having it introduced conceptually. It doesn't need a concept. The concept... The conceptual presentation, the language of the presentation is like an envelope, but the message is not of the envelope. The envelope is needed here because our mail slots are conceptual, yeah? The way our head thinks, and we're identified with our head, the way it lets everything in and and sees everything that is projected out is conceptually, that's how it does it, yes? And so sometimes it won't get like a... Supposedly a great master, Ramana Maharshi, would not say anything for years. Then he realized that wasn't working. You know what I mean? People weren't sensing the presence. They were sensing the presence, but it wasn't happening. So he finally broke his his silence, and he he presented them a very concise way of questioning the pseudo-subject, which is, who am I? So to turn your inquiring mind not on everything to know it but to question what cannot be known. Yes, it's very beautiful. But he was totally into silence. He says, be still and know you're that. But it wasn't working so he had to sort of revise his message. <laughs> it wasn't panning out. People weren't getting it in a sense. Yeah. So the concept is these words. That's, that's the envelope. The message is inside yeah? hopefully the mind reads the envelope and usually says, oh, I know this, I've heard this before, and then files it or throws it away. Yeah? Oh, I'll put it next to and, uh He sounds like, uh, fucking, who knows, you know, uh, somebody, somebody out there, and put it in there, or it just discards it. Yeah? But the beautiful thing is, mind is still seeing, yeah? mind is still seeing, mind is still in the pregnancy of, of entertaining, and it's all of its ability to entertain has been funneled into this self-centered system, so it entertains everything as a self, which means what it entertains and how it entertains is defined by the system of self. It can not entertain being free of the system because it's identified as it. So what it does is entertains other solutions, which is what we're doing here. Thousands of solutions the mind has entertained to the unbearability of being identified with what it's not therapy, spiritual practices, going on giant, you know, 40-day fasts, and this and that. And really, if you look at us all here, one or two, I would say, would do things, but most of us aren't going to really go on a 40-day fast and walk through the Sinai, you know what I mean? We're not. And so a lot of us are here just to get permission not to do what they don't want to do anyway. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to use me as that, I give you the blessing, If you want to find some pseudo-authority that says, hey, it's okay just to be exactly how you are, I'd be happy to play that role. Because in fact, it's true. But not to the mind that thinks that it needs permission to be that. That is not true to that. It's true and false to that. Yes? It may seem true now, but it'll seem true later, false later. And it will let, it'll go like this, and then you'll feel connected and disconnected, and this and that. All that movement will seem to be true. You'll be convinced one moment, then unconvinced the next. Then you'll, you'll discard the books, and then you'll rummage through the you know, thrift store to find if you that's there. You know, Yoga Mahamda, whatever, self-realization. Everything like this will be movement. Oh, so I'm giving that up. Oh, we got to go back and do it. Yeah? There's no freedom in that. They're just movements of mind swishing. It's like water swishing in a closed container. It's not going anywhere. truly. Yeah? So this isn't about giving yourself permission to do what you want or trying to give up what you want and do and don't do what you want. It's neither of them. In fact, you're not either of them. You're not defined by either movement of mind. And the point is you're not a concept and therefore what happens is all the conceptual answers to the dilemma never really hit the mark or never really last and that's why seeking just overrides everything yes? you keep seeking, keep seeking because the true solution to dissatisfaction is satisfaction not knowing why you're dissatisfied not believing in your afterlife you'll be satisfied really the point is, is satisfaction is the best relief for dissatisfaction And when you travel lighter, you'll know the tree, and you'll know it is a good one by the fruit you're enjoying as you're living. Yes? You're traveling lighter through the terrain of your life. It doesn't change the terrain of your life. If you're going to be sick, you'll be sick. If you're not, you're not. But you'll travel lighter through every aspect of your life. Every aspect. Every aspect that can show up here, the ability to travel lighter is available. But not as a you. Because as a you, you're gonna to have to travel heavy and lighter, heavy and lighter, heavy and lighter. You can't get stabilized in one because there isn't one. There's two. There's one movement which begets the other movement, and there's either there's either none of them or both. There's not one. There's not only feeling great. Yeah? It's either none or both. So this point is like a position of neutrality which frees you from that swing. The swing keeps appearing, but its impact is different because you're not involved with it. Your interest and attention isn't absorbed in it because what allows this seesaw to keep happening and to keep have relevance is the you, is the idea of a self. Yeah. So the self's getting connected, then the self's getting disconnected, then the self's connected, disconnected, convinced, not convinced. Yeah? It all swings on you. On the sense of being a you. So you're totally defined by this as that. Yeah? That's why no one gets a long lasting solution here. It's impossible for you to have a long lasting solution. Every solution fails to promote its sister or opposite, which is a problem. So that what will be got from that is a solution. And then another problem and another solution. Yes? But the whole point of the position of neutrality is you're free from that movement. The movement can ha- t- happens, but it's sort of, sort of like your thoughts. You hear them, but you're not listening to them. It's totally different. Yeah? Most people are intently listening to their thoughts. They'll actually miss their ramp on the freeway because they're so intently listening to their thoughts. They will walk right by the place they wanted to go because they're up in the little porno theater up there the realm of what's not happening, yeah? Because their, their interest has been captured, so they are way past the point of hearing it, and they're listening to it. It's totally a different experience. When you're listening to it, that's you're done. <laughs> You've already given it relevance, and now what you're going to try to do is try to neuter it or make it irrelevant by solutions, yeah? But it already has relevance. As soon as you apply something to make it irrelevant, it becomes more relevant. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. The neutral position is cool because it's relevant or irrelevant. It's neither. can be both. Yeah? But I'm not that. I'm not that which swings this way nor wants to go that way. I'm not what moves this way or that way. I'm like in this, let's say, in neutrality. Yeah? I am the space where it happens. All the movement this way and that way happens in the space that I am. Now, what could happen if your attention is being focused from this location in this place of time and space? What would happen if you entertain you're not that, this will travel later? Now, maybe there's giant philosophical papers you can write about it, but it's just like you see it. It just travels later. So now your awareness or your attention being focused from here on everything, yes, what everything is given the meaning is given meaning is changed because the meaning giver has shifted, and then you realize that that thing, like the Course of Miracles would say, we're the dreamer of the dream. We forgot we dreamt this dream, and we've given the dream all the power to affect us. That's exactly what's happening quite a lot here. We give everything the meaning it has. We forgot we gave it the meaning, so we project it. And then now, we forget that we project it, not we, it's not you, me. Part of the projection is a you, yeah? Yeah, there's no you. But there's a projection, then it's forgotten, and then you perceive what's been projected as if it's real and solid out there. And you give it all the meaning to affect you. Jeez. That should do it for the night. I love it. Wow. I mean, Jesus Christ, what more do you want? Hopes. Let's just go right over that. What's the next important point? I would stay there. That's okay so here you and I are we're having what what would you call this a subjective experience yeah yes there's a feeling that you're something other than Jeff is and there's a when you have an experience and let's say it's of the quote unquote same thing that Jeff's having experience it's pretty sure that both of you your interpretation is different the experience is the same stimuli affecting conditioning but the conditioning will give it a different meaning yeah so this is a subjective place, obviously. So today, let's say today I'm not in good shape, so this is a problem to me, yeah? Let's say alcohol's in this, yeah? If I'm not in good shape, I've been in some self-pity, things are going bad in my life, I have a real bad opinion of myself up here, this bottle may be a problem to me. You know, I may want to fucking drink it, yes? And the next day I'm in good shape, feeling pretty light, traveling light, and there's no problem whatsoever. I could be. I could be... Locked in, you know, the vodka cabinet for a month, and I wouldn't think of drinking anything. Yeah. Next day, I'm not feeling good. Man, this is a problem to me. What is it, really? Is it a problem, or isn't it a problem? It can be both, because it's neither. Yeah? If it was one, it couldn't be the other. So it's neither. It's not a problem, nor is it a problem. It's the meaning that we give it. Yeah? If it was one, it couldn't be the other. If it was a problem, it would be a problem. That would be an inherent existence. Yes, this is a problem. If it wasn't a problem, it could never be a problem. It can be both because it's neither of them. Yeah? It can appear to you because it's a subjective experience. A subjective experience. In other words, when you see this, how you see it is going to be based on quote-unquote you. Not on it. Yeah? take, let's, it's another example. Uh, Let's say uh, 20 young people get raped. I mean young young. Now that's a pretty heinous act here. Probably up on the higher echelons of a heinous act here in this world would be raping a young person. Don't you think? Yes. And the impact would be probably pretty powerful on those young people. But if you followed those 20 people's recovery from that event, some would be doing a lot, quote-unquote, better than others. Yeah? So the, the raping has, doesn't have a stable effect level. It's really based on who got raped, in a sense. Yeah? The rape is a bad impact, but what's, what adds value or meaning to it is the person who got raped. To one person, it could be the story of their life. They never get over it. They'll never have a relationship. They'll never have a viable relationship with another person. They end up hating men. Maybe they kill a few of them. Ah they kill them, whatever. Yeah? That's what the meaning was given. Then another person, they catapult into an incredible place because of that event. It was so heavy to their conditional thing. The conditioning cracked. And some light just came out. And and they never went back into that mental closet again. They were shining the whole rest of the time. And they were outshining circumstances and situations. Now, did that produce it? No. Their mind gave it a meaning. Just like in recovery, people come into recovery. I don't know if you're in recovery or not. But people come in recovery, which is coming out of drugs and alcohol. And I've gone to thousands of meetings in my life. And they'll share about the worst thing that ever happened to them. They will share, this was the worst thing that ever happened to them. And before they get in recovery, it could have been the worst thing that ever happened to them for five years. And they've got a huge story running why it was the worst thing that ever happened to them. And how this worst thing has made these other things really bad and everything like that. Then they have a shift of mind, maybe a month or three months or a year in AA. And you will hear the same person say, I have to revise the meaning I gave that event. Because now it's the best thing that ever happened to me. You can't have a more extreme example of the principle that it's neither. Yes? How could the worst thing that ever happened become the best thing that ever happened in a short span of time? Because it's neither the worst thing or the best thing. It doesn't have an inherent quality of being, oh, that is the worst thing. Yeah? Anyone who gets raped is fucked. Literally, I mean, I shouldn't have said that. Is (laughs) figuratively, literally figuratively, whatever. Let's say everyone who gets raped is screwed. That's not so good either. Everyone who's raped is not feeling well. But that's not true. Yeah? So in a sense, you and I outshine whatever circumstances and situations we seem to be in, because what we seem to be in is really part and parcel of what we've given it, the meaning. yeah. Not us either. But if there's a sense of being a you, the you is... The, the, the you is the pointer of the, it's like the nozzle that's pointing that water. It is the pointer, it is the predominant lens. And so, everything that at all times when, when this apparatus is giving meaning to things it's going through self centeredness. Yes? And self centeredness has a very small library of meanings that it gives things. And it also has a very small library about the possibilities of you being better. In self centers. Every one of us in this room has gone over every possibility it office. The fairy princess, the knight in shining armor coming on the white horse to save you, uh, whatever. When I get that job and get enough money, I'll be fine. It'll translate into being happy, joyous, free. This is what self centers offers. Solution, not now, always based on time, and based on either what you do or someone else does, and what you have or someone else has. It's never your inherent nature, it has to be accrued. Yes? Because you're starting usually from a negative zero. You're not even at zero. You're way down. In other words, you have a real bad opinion of yourself, and you may, you know, like, moan and bitch about not being happy, but you're scared shit of being happy. Because your belief is you're someone who can't be happy. (laughs) It's like going upstream all day, man. It's like a salmon going upstream. You're yapping and yapping and yapping... ...but if you ever ended up where you wanted to be... ...you'd flip out... ...you'd turn right around and go back to the place... ...where you could yap about wanting to be there. That's why people want to have an experience of the truth... ...it's a way of veiling the truth as themselves. Yeah? People want to... ...it's like the waves want to have an experience of the ocean... ...but they don't want to be the ocean... ...or they just question, am I a wave? If they questioned, I am a wave... If I am a wave and I'm not a wave, that's the ocean. It's end of story. But it doesn't seem noble. (laughs) It doesn't seem I had to do much. Yeah, you actually have nothing to do with it. But that's the real rub to selfing. It wants to be a major player in the story. It would rather suffer lifetimes of trying to know the truth than actually recognizing it is the truth. It's much more glamorous to it, to be what it is, and then to try to become better than to realize it's inherently okay. <laughs> it really is. Because then it's left up, its job description has just been erased, like that. Have you, you ever had a moment when it occurs? It's unbelievable. It's like all of these like made-up particles get scattered, and then they, they all scurry around, trying to claim, oh, oh. And then they all coagulate. Oh, yeah! I just had this incredible experience of my own absence. <laughs> no, you, that thing—that's the self rising again and claiming its absence. It never had an. You have never had an experience of your own absence. Never. That's the good news. Because if you needed to have an experience of your own absence, you wouldn't be there to recognize that you had the experience of your own absence. You'd be absent. (laughs) So you're waiting. (laughs) Isn't that the feeling people get? They're still waiting for themselves to get it. The whole message is missed. Missed. There's still they come to hundreds of these satsangs, whatever you want to call it. I watched it, I don't know if it's my subjective take on it, but hundreds and hundreds of meetings, but there's still this pernicious little idea, they're still waiting to get it. Like they believe how they are right now is gonna is really gonna come to its senses and get the message. There's no getting the message. No matter how much self-work you do, you're not gonna get shiny enough, okay, bring it on. I deserve the message. You are that message, yes? You're the living of it, like my friend said, and with all beautiful intent. Someone was telling you, oh, open the door and let the light in. It's not about letting it in, it's letting it out. (laughs) You are that. You don't need it to fucking come in from here. You're the thing that's illuminating this whole place. (laughs) And then we're begging as if we're paupers when it comes to light. Bring me the light. Shit, pretty, and they usually someone caught, you know, they they charge you for it. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you an experience of light for thirty thousand dollars. Wow. I can get a really nice dark seller for that the rest of my life. <laughs> oh yes, an experience of light. First there's this the low level of experience of light, then you move up to the next level and then the next level. The next level is like ten thousand, thirty thousand, fifty thousand, whatever. You are that light. You know how powerful that is when you recognize there is no savior? There's no one come to save. There's no time involved in this solution. It's not a time-based solution. It's a timeless solution to a time-based interpretation. That's all it is. What you are is only a memory. Your mind is just reprojecting what you are all day. When you wake up in the morning... You haven't looked at the room, but can't, don't you see the room or feel the, you feel the room? You see it in your mind. What's that but memory? Yeah. You walk around and you have this vague feeling. It's you. It's produced by memory. I studied when I was young. There was, was a book called Zen was it called? You know, you know, that phase where everything was called Zen? You know, everything was Zen. Zen dog walking, you know, Zen, you know, cat pedicure, Zen, Zen Zen. But this was, uh, what was it, Zen physics or something. And the guy studied a lot of people who had severe brain damage. Yeah? I mean, they had, some of them had the left and right hemisphere separated. Others, they had severe, like, car accidents. And they had families and people, and when they came out of it, they didn't recognize their husband or person at all. They had no memory of being a person. So they had no idea what the hell they were. They had to relearn to be somebody. And what was relearning it? they, They had all this studying of the brain. That one part of the brain was just firing, trying to make up another self. Swear to God, man, just fire. Come up with something. <laughs> right? Right? Because she was with her husband didn't feel anything, kids, nothing. You know House where she lived for 15 years, nothing. It's all gone. It's all produced by the head, the brain. <laughs> a mental pro- process produces the sense of herself, a mental process. You didn't have it when you were a young baby. You had no idea of being... That's why you don't have any memories, most people, the first few years, yeah? Because the mental process hadn't produced the idea of a self yet, which is totally memory-based, yeah? It has to make up a story about you. It didn't have any... There was no, no basis to the story for the first few years. Most people have no memory of their first few years of being here. Does it, does it, don't you think that's a little strange? I mean, really, a lot of stuff this is taken, no questions asked... I mean, I don't know. Are these my parents? I don't know. I didn't meet them when I came out of the womb. You know, I just, about three years old, I started, I was called Paul, and there I went. You know, (laughs) fuck. And it was downhill from there. What the hell happened? There wasn't a Paul before then. Yeah? And I have no memories before, like, three. The first memory I have is my father throwing me in a pool at night at this beach club so I could swim, right? Like, three years old, three and a half years. Maybe and then I saw him walking away really quickly. <laughs> no. That's the earliest memory I have. What about all the other time? Who was there? Yet there was something going on seemingly, yes. So obviously, you, the most important aspect, has no relevance whatsoever. I think I take that to be great news. Yeah? Because if there's a relinquishment, because a lot of it is cherishing it and hoping for it and wishing it would be here to get it, yes? And not wanting it to expire. To to, to to lose a sense of that bondage is when you're placed in a position of neutrality and you have freedom from either or. Yes or no, high or low, connected or disconnected. You have a deep sense. This is total bullshit, this, this narration of life about being connected and disconnected. Yeah? Especially when it comes to your own nature. How can you be disconnected and then connected to your own nature? Your own nature is what's always there when your mind's playing the game of being connected and disconnected. Yes? That game doesn't happen. That little ping and pong doesn't happen without the table. Ping, pong, ping, pong. Yes? Connected, disconnected. But that table is of awareness, or consciousness. That doesn't shift or change. Why would you take yourself to be the moving ball when you're the seeing of that? And there's no, you know, it's not, it's not like a draft. There's no virtue in it. It's, to me, it's actually, it's in Buddhism they call it skillful means. The most skillful means I ever came upon to. Get relief from the burden of bondage yourself is to entertain I'm not one. It's the one that finally worked. It was like the last answer. It's actually produced the goods, finally. Yes? I don't have to re-up. I don't have to go on an eight-month retreat the next year and then a year after that. I don't have to do anything. Yes? Whatever I do and don't do, in a sense, is irrelevant. There is something I need to do and not do based on the apparatus, because this apparatus has alcoholism yeah. And alcoholism is a disease of the mental process. And to me, that disease of the mental process is described very well as if you have a big dog in a house. And if that big dog is awake, it's very unruly. It eats all the food and the curtains and chews on all your nice shoes. It fucking pisses and shits everywhere. You got to walk it, clean up after it. It barks and bites people. It's just a real... It drives you fucking crazy. But if it falls asleep, you got the run of the house. Yeah. But if you wake it up again... There uh, you go. You're totally enslaved to taking care of that. That's what it's like to have the disease of alcoholism. Yeah, I don't care if you're awake or not. If you get loaded and you have alcoholism as the body, it's going to produce a lot of situations that are going to drag your attention into them. Yeah. So it's sort of like people say, well, if you're awake, why do you have to go to AA? Because the apparatus has alcoholism. You never had alcoholism. What you are doesn't have a disease. Yeah? But what you're functioning as sure does. And if you don't want all your attention and interest to be on the malfunctioning of this, which it's going to be, and people, while you're saying, oh, there was no me, while you're getting arrested for a five-year bank, you know, five-year sentence for a bank robbery, the judges go, oh, yes, there is no Paul. Non-Paul, go, you know, no, you're going to jail. Maybe it's great to be you know awake in jail. I don't know. I'd rather be awake in Marin County. <laughs> I don't want to wake up with Bubba in the room, you know <laughs> be, He's been waiting for me to wake up all day. Oh no) <laughs> So <laughs> here in this place of being the travelling light or traveling heavy, here in this place is either you're dying as the self or to the self. It's just that freaking simple. Yeah? There's no big discussion. And it's a living solution. It's not a solution that you acquire and put on a mantelpiece and then continue to live. It's a living solution. In other words, freedom is a verb. Yeah? Freedom is an oh, you've been ordained to have freedom. And then whatever else happens all day. No. Freedom is how you travel. And it to me I call it traveling lighter. And after a while it's obvious, yeah. You, know? you just recognize it. And it's usually like accumulative because when it drops when it occur, when it starts getting entertained and the emphasis shifts enough, there is no one like constantly looking if it's got a solution yet. You know what I mean? The, the importance of the narration of your life, how you're doing spiritually, or whatever it is that it seems to be important to it, drops. Really. So you don't even know, no, there's no like great announcement, oh, I really feel I'm clear today. There's just clear. Yeah? It's so nice though. You don't need all the uh, like uh, badges and, and medals. They just heavy you out. And you need a uniform to put a medal on. Yeah? See, there's an identification there. This is about snow teared down, economical. So there's no narration going, oh, I'm incredibly high today. Yes, I feel so much superior to most of the people I'm running into. Uh, maybe I'll just try to sit and talk with them with some hope that maybe, just maybe, they'll see a little glimmer of something. Yeah? Fuck, oh, none of that comes up. It's great. This is your seat assignment. You show up and then you... Perform or not, it's not up to you anyway. I mean, if it was up to me, why would the hell would I talk for 19 years? Yeah? The same topic. (laughs) Three times a week. That's a lot of, that's thousands and thousands of times. I've been in this position and I never chose it. I never chose the position, I morphed into it. I was happy. I was thinking I was going to be a big circuit speaker in recovery. <laughs> I had a bright future, man. Doing four-step workshops all around the world. And, oh, yeah, simple. Nobody would get pissed about that. But this message, no, new, new, new. This message hits a little closer to the home base. It's scary. Especially, if you ever want to become a speaker, never start talking about personal doership. <laughs> never goes well when you really question the basis of your whole narration of life. who If it wasn't your actions, whose life would it be anyway? The whole root is that you're a body doing things. Or not doing things. That's the whole relevance we have here. Yeah. Everyone else will entertain a lot of nice ideas to improve themselves. The self will listen to any form of improving itself. It really will. It just doesn't like when it gets pushed to really, really sensing its non-existence. And yeah, it starts, it'll be nice for a while, but it loses all civilization then. It's not civilized after a few hours. It gets fucking pissed. That's why usually when I used to travel, I'd have to leave before three days. i do the talk, everyone would love me. Then after I went home and thought about it for a few days, Jesus Christ, these people were pissed. That's not AA. It's not... <laughs> so... It was a bad career choice if I had made it. Hey, look at me now. There could have been thousands of people. But what can you do? You get a seat assignment, yeah? And to me, the proof's in the pudding. I just want freedom. I don't give a shit about being right. I want to see you travel lighter. Seriously. I want to do something with you. I don't want to hang out with you all day, probably. But I'd like to see you do better. It would i'd like to see you everyone travel later at least a little bit later there's enough to worry about even just being being uh, starting from being a body but to think you are a body is way overboard you're really gone over the deep edge you are you know and then your whole thought system you have to see it the whole thought system that we're relying on if you aren't relying on it to switch from listening to hearing would be profound, you'd sense it. You would sense the switch from listening to hearing, you would, it's clear, yeah. So, when you're in those good moments, that's what's happened. There's not a, there's a, you're really listening to something else, you want to call it silence or listening to the presence or whatever, or listening to the context. There's such, there's a sense where your attention is not on that, yes, not on those thought objects that are projecting meaning to these thought objects. Yeah? You know what I mean? There's a freedom in that. There's a release from that bondage. Yeah? But the bondage is promoted. You can see it. In your thought system, how does your thought system present you? It presents you as a body. Yeah? When it thinks about you, it thinks about you as a body. When it goes into its lovely realm of what it calls the past, Or travels in the future, it sees you as a body. That's the that's, in other words, if this system gives meaning to things, yeah, if that's if that's what it's doing, if we're we're living an interpretation from a system of thought, an interpretation called self-centeredness, yeah, if we are, if we're living the meaning of a system of thought and interpretation called self-centeredness. The biggest meaning this system can give anything is that it's you. It's bigger than giving something the meaning of being God. Because you come before God. You're the one who experiences God. You don't sense God experiencing you, do you? Not often. It's you experiencing God. So in this system, the highest meaning, if you give anything, it's you. And it's given the body that meaning. The body and the brain, which is the body, and the mental process from the brain, producing the self, which is a product of the body, yes? It's giving that the meaning of being you. And then from there, it's giving everything else the meaning in your life, based on you as a body. You know, it's unbelievable how skewered that view is, how distorted that view is. You miss the whole enormity of the context by taking yourself to be a dreamt object. It's fucking incredible. It's sort of like gets to this, really. So, and then this projects this. In incredible. The hugeness comes into this little point, and then this point gives birth, like the universe from that point of implosion gives birth to how we see things. And so we're in our own world of God's self is made. This is, Self is the God of this place. It's given it all the meaning it has. And this is an appearance in this place, and it's given this the meaning that it's you. So this enormity gets forgotten, yes? And its ability to entertain its own enormity, now can only be entertained as a very small point, a self. So the self is now trying to entertain its own enormity as a self, as a small little point. It's totally pointless. It's recognizing I'm not this and that's that. Yes? It's like nothing happened, but if you want to feel it as an experience, it's like you question, am I this? And if you're not this, then that's that. Yeah? And then you find out what it's like for that's that to come through this. Yeah. To me, I call it traveling lighter. And it's the best gift you can have, Peter. Because you're going to have to seemingly travel through time here, yes? You're going to get older and things are going to happen to the body. And all right, you're not the body, but I'm telling you, most people think living as if they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is about a, a way of traveling lighter without trying to travel lighter. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. It's not claimed by you so you don't have to lose it. Because anything you claim, you tend to lose. Yeah, It has to go that way. You have it, then you lose it, then you get something else, and you lose that. Because having and losing are the same thing here. The same movement interpreted one way, I have it, or the other way, I've lost it. It's the same movement. Split mind. This is being a position of neutrality. I don't have it, so I can't lose it. Yeah. That way you can entertain. It's always right where you are at all times with no requirement necessary. You can actually live that. You can live as if it's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. In other words, it's totally open, like that op- like gateless gate or the open secret. Will it manifest as you think it will? No. Will it seem as if there's movements of mind going back and forth? Yes. Will you be totally engaged in those movies? No. If you think you're engaged in those movies, you are. If you see the thought that you're engaged in these movements, you're not. If you lose interest in all those thoughts about being engaged or not engaged, that's freedom. Now, on a Monday night, yeah. It's something you, you, it's a verb, it's not, you're not going to acquire it, you're not going to get it, you're not going to have it, you're not going to put it in a sacred space and look at it every day. It's the way you live here, is this expression. We were talking, I was talking about this today with somebody, all my life has been is about an expression of what I was identified with, or what I loved. When I was loving drugs, I was an expression of what someone who loved drugs would look like. Yes? Then I got into recovery, and I'll do more for AA than I'd ever do for myself, or for you. I don't help you for me. I help you because of AA, really. Because that's what I learned. So I actually show up more when I'm identified with something bigger than myself. So all this is, is a neutral point that expresses whatever has been taken over I was a down-and-out junkie, in a sense, which I wasn't, in appearance. And now I appear to be, well, to some people, somewhat sane and happy. I'm neither of those. I'm just an expression of whatever mind state was dominant Yeah, A different mind state dominates my life now than it used to. I would like to call it the no-mind state, or at least the, the absence of self state. Because there's many mind states that don't have self as, as their center. You can access information and downloads that have nothing to do with the self, and you can express them. Just like you're expressing a self-centered way of looking, you can express an other sense of way of looking, easily. You have the ability. You're not like a one-channel receiver, you're really not, yeah? Your antenna can pick up other information, it's just not capable all day, you know? You know, remember the RKL, remember that R K L have to have Paul with the things coming around? Twenty four seven, RKL Paul, Paul. You know? No, that antenna can pick up a lot of other stuff. Totally. You actually have been. It's just been neutered and and distorted and, and static from the self centeredness. Because the self centeredness is like the God of the Old Testament. It's a jealous motherfucker. It says, Do not put any God before me or I'll smoke your ass. That doesn't sound like what I call God. That sounds like my head. <laughs> it does. That's not my head. It's just very jealous and vindictive. Yeah? It doesn't... And the point is, whatever gets introduced to that system, the first movement by the system will be the claimant. So even when you hear the message of the truth, the emphasis will not be on the message. It will be on you hearing it. Self will always get a reflection from everything it claims. Everything. So it can use whatever it wants to as a mirror to reflect itself. Yes? By claiming it. And it keeps everything, even the truth and enlightenment and everything else in this loop of self-importance. Because now it's you who's going to be enlightened. Yes? Or the not you that's going to be enlightened, which is this another form of you. Yes? The freedom here is the freedom from... need. For the need to be liberated, seriously. You give up shopping at all those windows. If you want to do something, it's far out. But you're not shopping with that intent of a seeker, you know? You're just not into it anymore. Because you've realized I am that. By recognizing I'm not this. Yeah. So I'm getting feisty, I feel it. I'm getting bet well from the herniance. You gotta watch out. I'm going to be throwing Zen bitch slaps everywhere. I can feel it. No mercy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always hurt, so it keeps me at bay. I may even try to become. I better not record this.